A gay boy I wish for a planet full of unicorns. Planet unicorn, unicorn planet. Give it up for feathers. Ooh, Cadillac and Tom Cruise. Oh, planet unicorn, hey. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening and salutations and welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast streaming live on Digital Stream Radio, where you can access that live stream every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can do so by visiting digitalstreamradio.com. I ate my motherfucking Wheaties today. Anyway, my name is Tom. I'm your host, and as always, I'm sitting in the room with my amazing friends, starting with the crazy first one on my right. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And the other crazy one on my left. Jay Bear, how you doing? And AKA what? your boyfriend's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. You my boyfriend's boyfriend? That's your boyfriend's boyfriend. I'm going to have to have a conversation with my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, you're the one that I come over and like stab your tires because you're fucking my right. boyfriend. Slash that shit. Key his car. Do all that good stuff that, um, what was her name? Carrie Underwood said, said in that song. <laughs> uh, oh, slash, Before he yeah, cheats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Slash take a Louisville slugger to, to all four all, lights or something all like that. Headla- all headlights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop all the tires. Yeah, that was scratch. my like theme song for a minute. I, honey, I, I think that was your theme, theme song. I think she wrote belly. it after hanging out with you. <laughs> Pretty much. I was like, you did spend some time down south, right? Because you were in Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why. I think that's yeah, where she got it yeah. from. Probably. Yeah. You're not wrong. Somebody probably has like a manuscript of your time in Louisville and then she just picked it up and created the song. Well, I mean, she needs after, to pay you royalties. After Shit's Creek, I think somebody has a manuscript of my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, welcome to the disc guys thank you for joining us uh it's been an amazing weekend at least for me i've been literally um knee deep in uh the marvelous mrs mazel um which is a show that apparently uh it's on amazon prime and apparently it's been out for a couple of years there's four seasons and i just literally dug myself out of a rock or from under a rock no you dug yourself under the rock yeah and found it <laughs> and i've been watching it and it is truly hilarious i mean this show a really well made and um the cast is just hilarious sue from from glee is in it she plays a character um who oh my god i hate that bitch Um, (laughs) that's all i can say but she's really good and there's other amazing actors in there too as well and so um you know I, i love that it touches a little bit on you know the community there's a couple of like characters in there that are um, what we would say, you know, 1950s or 1960s repressed gays, you know, where you have to sort of kind of live in the shadows. Um, so that's an interesting storyline that I would like to continue to follow and see where it goes. Um, but mostly it just really shines a spotlight uh, on the Jewish community and the the hilarious like banter back and forth. But also like women and, and theater and comedy and well, and also like women weren't given the opportunities men were right Correct. i mean so but she, she's a com- it's hysterical is, is she a comedian in yeah that? is that yes okay yeah i've seen some of the um <clears throat> excuse me adverts for it i just haven't right. really caught it but i i know in one of the adverts she got sly with one of the guys and the guy wanted to like go after her <laughs> 
And oh. I was like, I gotta watch this. No, yeah. it's it's good. It's yeah. good. And she she shuts it down. I mean, she doesn't win all the time, right? She goes up there and bombs a couple of times, but those are learning curves, right? We bomb in life all the time, and we just pick shit up and keep walking. Well, I mean, at that time too, like people weren't used to having a woman come on stage and say the things that she says. Exactly. Right. Right. So like, she's kind of like. It was shock, shock yeah. Uh, comedy. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and the interesting thing is that it's not something that she set out to do. So her and her husband, I'll give you a little bit without giving out too much. Her and her husband set out on this thing, like a fun thing to do. Right? We'll go to com open. My well, no, clubs. the husband wanted to be a comedian. It, it right, but initially the idea was that this would be a fun thing for them to do, and so they would go out and they would go to these comedy clubs and do these comedy open mic nights, and you know where you get a slot and blah 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 and she would make a brisket and bring it and bribe people to get her husband a better time but in all of this she's sort of kind of taking notes and writing jokes and sort of kind of preparing her husband for this little adventure or side thing that he wanted to do and then eventually you find out that he really wanted to be a comedian but in the end she's the one that ends up being the comedy like genius um, but it just goes to show you how sometimes, you know, um, there's always a woman behind the success of anything, anything, <laughs> anywhere, or a gay man or a gay man or, or a straight man for that matter. But, um, it is hilarious. And so that's what I spent. Literally. I started watching it yesterday. First thing in the morning, I woke up at six, made a cup of coffee. Um, well, no, Saturday. Well, today's Monday. So Saturday I woke up. <laughs> she oh lost track of days and pretty much. So Saturday morning, I woke up, had a cup of coffee, let the dogs out. We sat on the couch. Then I fed them eventually and started watching it. And I got so lost in it. I spent literally, I'm on season three and I started Saturday. Yeah. Deep dive. Deep dive. But that's been my weekend. So uh, what about round table? Let's start with you, Trish. How are you? You walked up in here today and you are literally gleaming and glowing. Yeah. No, I had a really good week. There's a glow to you. Yeah. My demigoddess was born this week. So. And she's beautiful. Claps. Claps. Yay. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Perfect. Like, literally perfect. I love that baby girl. I got to spend time with her on Saturday and just hold her. And he was looking at me and I just wanted to bite her face. But oh my God, but <laughs> she's too young, so I can't bite it yet. Right, not yet. No kisses, none of that. Wash your hands, mm. make sure, you know. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's weird. I haven't had a niece or a nephew in years. And having this girl be the first busset born baby since, you know, me... It's crazy and beautiful and amazing. And she's so perfect, like literally so perfect. Uh, I don't know. So I feel like I need to clarify a little bit. So it is the first officially busset born baby because you have other nieces and nephews, but you know, they take their father's last name. So, cause you know, all this patriarchy bullshit. Um, and so fortunately for you, she's the very first with the Bussett last name because mm-hmm. she's your brother's daughter. Correct. Taking yeah. his last name. Mm-hmm. She's but gorgeous. it was funny because I was watching the house and watching the dog for my brother. And it was the day that, you know, my sister-in-law was giving birth and I let the dog out. It was 630 in the morning. I was having a cup of coffee and mm-hmm. the dog takes off. So I go running after the dog mm-hmm. and I guess I'm old because I busted my ass. I'm focusing on your little bandage thing right now. I busted my ass on the driveway. (laughs) Thought I broke my wrist. So I was getting an x-ray while Lindsay was pushing out the baby. 
It's not broken. It was just a really bad sprain. But like, it's just like one thing after the next. I'm like, come on. You know, it's funny because when you don't expect it, things happen and you just you start to think like, my God, I'm not invincible. Yeah. You know how you when we were younger, we were like in our like 17, 18, 19, 20, even up until like maybe 26, 27. We think like we own the world and nothing will ever happen to us. Well, I literally I was getting the x-ray and I said to the doctor, I was like, am I old? And she was like, well, I'm not going to say you're old. But what I will say is that, you know, it's winter and you did fall. Right. And now you're getting an x-ray. That's a nice doctor. <laughs> I kind of like nice. that doctor. Yeah. I mean, you, you're better than mine. I walk into the office. I was like, you're fat. And I'm like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. Uh, and, and talking about the age difference, I remember, I mean, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Mm, go Brooklyn. <laughs> 15, 16, 17. I, mean, I was skateboarding from Williamsburg to Coney Island. That's like a three hour. Mm three-hour trek yeah and back then and, williamsburg yeah. was shit it wasn't the, it's not the artsy community it is no today. no I, I got there in the 80s just at the end of the cusp mm. of the bikers and and all the crazy stuff going down Damn. did like, you meet moses just about just oh, about okay. i mean just saying oh uh, you know now across the street from my house where it was a vacant lot with burnt down brick buildings you know they built it up during the years i was there mm. but now an apartment there goes for like four mil i know it's crazy. <laughs> you know so in williamsburg yeah, right yeah right. um but i remember at that age i mean i used to 15 hours 16 hours just hanging out playing football playing handball playing whatever and going you want to go to coney let's go let's take a ride we don't have money for the train let's get our bikes or jump on the skateboards we just did it right this it, past this past saturday we went to the to RV Expo. We walked eight hours. It was eight hours of walking uh, three buildings. I thought you it's looked a, a little skinnier when you walked into girl. that door. <laughs> it's where they do the the Biggie Expo, so it's in those buildings. It was indoors, thank God. But Sunday morning, I barely got out of bed. Oh yeah, oh, I, I got up. Imagine. Everything hurt. Just breathing hurt. I was like, "Shit!" I mean, I was like, "The hell with it." Popped two leaves and kept them moving. Honey, Look, I, I'm a gunkle. And <laughs> Sunday came around, and I was at my brother's pretty much all week this week. Plus, I was working. Right. And Sunday came around, and I was like, "I don't want to do shit." Yep. And we had to work. I well at night, but right. I literally got out of bed and I laid on the couch. I was so exhausted, and I can only imagine what my brother and sister law are going through. I mean. My brother is like delirious. Right. Lindsay is I I don't even know how to describe right. it. But, it's all new. Yeah. And so like, she would come down, she would go upstairs and try to take a nap when the baby was sleeping, and then she would come down and try to put the baby on her boob. And it was like she was like sort of falling asleep, but sort of staying awake. <laughs> Just like, oh my God, these poor like it's yeah. terrible. It's so hard. And, and she's is a first she she's a first time. Now? Not yet. She's a first-time mom too, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so she's not quite used to a, right. a specific. A lot of times, I've been with women for way too long. Let the baby cry before you put her to suckle. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, right. give the baby a chance to actually cry for mm-hmm. with and her develop the, that helps and with de- developing their lungs and de- it develops their lungs when they cry, or at least that's why we in Puerto Rico let them cry, oh. let them mm-hmm. cry it helps their lungs out. When I got there and uh, Lindsay was sleeping and I was sitting on the couch and she came down and she was like, "All right, um, Demi has a question for you, Gunkle." And I was like, "Okay, what does Demi Goddess want to know?" She was like, "How do you feel about breastfeeding?" I was like, "Well, I mean." <laughs> I mean, you're practically abreast. <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, 
I think that it's important. She's like, I mean, how do you feel about me breastfeeding right now? (laughs) It's completely fine. Don't worry about it. And then Chris goes, this is why he's gay. He does not care. He doesn't want to see boobs, touch boobs or anything. And I'm like, he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. And you know that so so you know that over the years you start seeing all these new trends and new things coming up and one of the up and coming trends at least in the past I would say 5-10 years is that now they have these bags that men can actually put over their chest. Oh, I know. Yeah. And fill it with formula and feed the baby as if they were breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris will probably do it. I mean, it's complete rev- I mean, he would probably look so so adorable doing it too. Um, but it's complete Completely revolutionizing the way that, you know, um, parents are expected to, you know, once you make that decision, whether you're doing formula or mm-hmm. breastfeeding, you know, um, it, it could be very, um, very crazy when you're trying to breastfeed and we still live in a society that looks upon or looks down upon women who do that in public. Well, also, what's difficult now is the doctors are telling um, the women to not pump you know, pump out the milk for a while so that your body can get used to how much the baby actually needs. So it's only producing what you need or what the baby needs. Right. So Chris can't feed the baby in the middle of the night. Lindsay has to continually get up right? because she's not pumping for him to actually have a bottle to feed the baby. So this is when he treats her like a queen. Oh, 100%. And lets her lay in bed and you bring her grapes and grab some huge, like, fucking massive leaves. And you you literally, like... That's what he was doing when I was up there. It was like, her. all right, Chris. Rub her feet. De- Make her comfortable. Daddy, Demi needs a... You know, diaper change. Oh. Daddy, mama wants the rest of her sandwich. Like it was it was adorable. Right. And 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 it'll take some adjustment, but I will tell you this, you know, you just have to think about it this way. We just came out of a two year long, like crazy in and out, in a lockdown, out of lockdown, mask up, max down, boost this, boost that. And it was a very, very crazy two years. In the middle of all of that, your brother made some very significant changes in his life. Then he ended up getting married. And then now you had a baby all in less than two years. So this is going to be a huge adjustment for them. But they're capable and they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, no, they're great. I'm I'm excited and I can't wait to go back up there this weekend. I think it's wonderful. So back to RVs, Mister. So, yes. so you went on this little excursion up to the the big exposition or the area in which they do the biggie every year, and so you were looking at RVs. Yes, you walked for eight hours. Absolutely. Your feet were swollen. You put them up. You got home on Sunday, and someone said, "What's for dinner?" You just propped your feet on the table and said, "Corn on the cob." Yep, yep. Right? <laughs> no. I mean, that was pretty much no, it. Sun- yeah, Sunday morning was tough to get out of bed. Wow. Definitely, but. It is what it is, but I, a lot of new stuff, and, and just and yeah, and just like everything else, the mm. prices have either doubled or tripled right. on some of the. Well, it's not happening to penises, but, but yeah. anyway, continue. Yeah, we. <laughs> <laughs> That's not doubling we, in size. Uh, well, well, nor is the uh, load. No, absolutely not. But um. <laughs> And they're not on back order. Not on back order. Except just, for me. They're just backed up. That's a difference. Right. They're locked down. Yeah. yeah they're unavailable. Unavailable. Huh. But yeah, there was a lot of nice options. So I'm looking at possibly getting into another RV. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It, yeah. gets, it gets you out of the house. Even, you know, staycations. You don't but have to sleep a, a, on the floor. <laughs> every day more and more. I, I've had this idea in my mind for quite a few years now. 
you know, I've been employed now for the same company for over 15 years. And I think that, you know, at the rate that I'm going, I'll probably end up retiring from here. Um, but I, I've had this idea of buying myself a very nice, spacious, beautiful SUV when I retire. Some or right. RV, sorry. Um, buy me an RV when I retire by selling my home and then just you know, being in a different state every, every month, you know, I can do a tour of the Southern States. Not that I would want to anything under the Mason Dixon line is questionable, but, um, <laughs> yeah, just go South for the winter and then come to the Northern States and just sort of kind of just live, live free on the road. Go bolts deep. You're going to have to get a big one though. Cause your mom is definitely going to be in the RV with you. Honey, by the time I retire, I don't think my mom will be around. Well, I don't want to think about that. I don't. It's sad to say that, you know, because, I mean, mom is 66, 67 now. And so yeah, I <laughs> I still have I still have about 25, 30 years before I can retire comfortably, at least with what I want to with what I want to do. I, and unfortunately, I don't Especially want a lot of with like all my needs, you know. Right. And your hot tub and all this other shit that you want me to like incorporate into the RV. And so it, a it, hot it, tub it, in the RV. Damn. Um, well, she wants it on the roof, too. And yeah. not only that. So do you ever watch Priscilla Queen of the Desert? Yes. She wants that fucking shoe so she can sit up there with this little fliffy thing <laughs> flying in the background. Do ever, yeah, I don't think that's a lot to ask. Oh, God. <laughs> And she okay. wants it rhinestone with fucking Swarovski crystals. Okay, first of all, okay. I got called old last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, somebody was drinking a lot of water, and uh-huh. I looked at him at one point, and I was like, what, are you a camel? <laughs> <laughs> so what is that from? He's got three hips. What's that from? I don't remember. Is it? Oh, wait, um, it, does it have to do with... With uh, Bette Midler? Yeah. Beaches? Yes. Yes, okay. Thank you. Okay. So I said that, and I was like, all right, do you get the reference? And they were like, no. No. And I was like... Fucking millennials. Are you fucking Oh, wait, I am one. I was like, beaches. And then he was like, I'm I'm not that old. And I looked at him, and I was like, I will fucking cut you, motherfucker. Mm. (laughs) Like, don't say that to your bartender. It's like Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey was like gold. It wasn't Malik. It's still gold. Malik, uh, what's her name? She played Bette Midler when she was a little girl in the movie. Oh, my God. She's a neuroscientist. Did you know that? But have you guys been... I I, I caught the first episode of... uh, uh, Sandaya is she's like the leading. Uh, oh, you're talking about Euphoria. Euphoria. No, P- people Shit. are talking about season four, episode okay. four. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I haven't, haven't watched. I it. just I watched episode one, season one, episode one. Trigger fucking warning. If right. you have, if you're an addict, if you've had uh, uh, bad experience, sexual experiences with people, first off the fucking rip. First episode, I was like. Fuck. So my wife was like, we should watch it together. And I was like, that shit's got a lot of fucking triggers mm. that may or may not, you know, some people just seeing certain things triggers yeah. them. There are parents like, out there that are literally <laughs> like striking against, I believe Netflix is the one yeah. that produces that show or puts it out. HBO Max. HBO Max. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, but they're literally protesting against the show because it, the the, it's so show? graphic. You in know a what? Way. Honestly, that's bullshit though. Well, like, but it is. Here, here's I'm what sorry, it is. Like, I mean, it's based, it's a high, it's based on high school life. Yes, all the actors are of age, but just, I guess, people watching it right. and, 
you know, thinking that this is what your kids are doing. I think it's people in doubt and, and people that don't want to realize that this shit actually happens. Right. I remember when I was teaching, freshman year, we had girls blowing guys in the stairwell. Oh you God. were blowing guys in the stairwell. Well, not, I was blowing in guys school. in the fucking utility <laughs> closet. But you know what I'm saying? It's like parents just walk around with their fucking eyes covered. They're, not not well, my kid. Yeah. Are you fucking serious? Your daughter's fucking... 13, 14, coming into mm-hmm. high school, blowing guys. Right. And this show is that and then some. It's like, it's graphic. Right. I, get, it's I graphic. guess what I get annoyed about is the fact that these parents are up in arms about a show that they can choose to watch and or let their kids watch, right? That's the thing. That's so the it, thing. this is a subscription-based programming, yes. right? HBO Max. You have to pay 15, 20 bucks a month to be able to watch the content on there. You don't want to watch it? Don't fucking watch it. But at the same time, it's like how, when... Go get at, Disney+. Plus. Well, at what point are we going to say, like, you know... Freedom of speech is no longer freedom of speech. Right. Like, at what point are we going to say, no, you you can't you can't put that out. You can't say that. You can't do that. When the reality is, like, we were born to actually, we were born in this country, and this country was born from a place of being able to express yourself and right. being able to say what you want to say and and literally portray in media in movies in tv what you think the what what you think is important right. a message that might or may may not be important whatever it is like i i'm glad you have an opinion right but this this show right Dude, it's, well, it's, i will tell you that it's, I mean, a, when- it's a great example and i'm sorry to cut you off tom but i remember i mean me in high school it wasn't that crazy but it was close Right. Oh my! It yeah. was close. So, and again, depending on where you grow up and and the setting you're in, parents think that just because they're sending their kids to a private school, sometimes they're better off than in public schools. Mm-hmm. Public schools does have their issues where there's sometimes a lot of fights and so on and so forth. But there's a big difference, right? Right. Um, I didn't experience drug use until I started hanging out kids in private schools, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's the thing. So, a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on, oh, these are things that, you know, public school students do. And the reason why they go to public school is because they can't afford to be in private school. And yep. then the only difference between both is that, you know, you're masking and, and sticking up for your children and trying to cover up all their mistakes so that when they get out of school, they can land really good jobs. And that's not an option that normal public school students have, right? right. You exactly. do something, yeah. it's on the record, and that's and you're screwed how for life, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I just think if you don't want to hear the message or share it with your kids, don't watch it. Block right. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's the thing. Don't pay for HBO Max. I mean, if you know, yeah, but, unless. But it's it's an amazing freaking show. It's, right. I saw the first episode. I'm like, I got to really sit down and watch it because mm-hmm. it does. Um, it touches on a lot of stuff. Not only right. the sexual, you know, sexual, but it does speak on the LGBT uh, uh, life. You mm-hmm. know, and in what in episode one, one of the kids. Which Sandaya looks like she ends up with him at the uh, with her at the end of she's transitioning, right. and you know boy into girl, and the kid meets up with a married man at a hotel for sex, you know, and that it's gra it's graphic to the mm-hmm. point where you you see you know 
they hook up and the whole night and then towards the end of the episode you're like holy shit that's this you know that's so and so's father as you're watching the episode and you're like it's it's freaky it's yeah, freaky and, but so true to life yeah i mean to be fair we all we all had experiences i'm not going to say like that but yeah. experiences in high school that i don't necessarily regret but like i look back and i'm like holy i was shit. fucking yeah. young yeah. like maybe I shouldn't have done that. But at the same time, in our community, we're so repressed and we're constantly hiding who we are that we're like looking for an outlet. Right. We're looking for an opportunity to be able to express ourselves physically um, in a way that is non judgmental or, uh, you know, um, subject to the critics of of society saying that's not something you should be doing. It's like, well, who are you to tell me what I should and should not be doing? And and I guess that. I think with the parent's point of view is like you're seeing and you're thinking this is going to give my kids ideas, but I did shit like that right. myself. But it also knowing serves it was as wrong. an opportunity for learning. Yeah, exactly. Knowing like, it what was wrong parent- and what you should do. Cause when, when, for example, when this girl decided to meet up with this married man, she didn't tell nobody she was doing this. Right. Right. You know, at least, and I know sometimes with us, you know, when you guys are going to go hook up with somebody, I'm going to be here. Here's my location. Oh, Lord, it's been so we have that. Years. So we've had that. At least we have that as a backup. Because right. I remember when, when I used to hang out with my best friend and he used to hook up with someone. That was our thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm going to be here. This is the address. I I'm meeting up with so-and-so. Code. Yeah. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be meeting up with so-and-so. If you don't hear from me within two hours, yeah, something's up. I mean, you know I'm not going to say that parents should be like, share your <laughs> but, location yeah, with me if you're no. having sex with somebody, but what they but should take teenager, away from it. But as a teenager, you don't think of that. That's not an option. Like, a lot of teenagers weren't thinking of that. Not us growing up. No. I mean, we couldn't do that growing up. No. We right. didn't have iPhones. Well, I, didn't right. get an, I didn't get a cell phone until I was 16, for Christ's sake. <laughs> right. Like, I yep. mean, my, my first cell phone was a Motorola something that had a battery pack the size of this microphone and <laughs> that, was your vibrator. that was your vibrator girl and then it, it had a little antenna that popped up and then you open the bottom to say hello and that oh, thing was shit, fucking yeah. heavy and you needed yeah. a fucking bag just to carry the fucking battery pack mm-hmm. yes you know and then my next one was um the ericsson Little tiny Ericsons, oh, yes. you couldn't fucking break those things. You couldn't destroy those things. I'm sure if I plug that shit right now, it's somewhere in a box. Yeah. It you, would probably still turn on. It would be one G. Service. Yeah. I mean, it would be one G. <laughs> You're probably paying for it and you don't know. <laughs> pretty much. Um, it's like, uh, what 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 was that fucking uh, MySpace? Uh, the accounts uh, you can't get rid of. Pretty much. It's still active. Somewhere out there. Yeah. It's, I, I, I can't even tell you. I don't even remember what my MySpace was. Oh, I do. I think that the only purpose that MySpace ever served was to teach people how to somewhat code. Because you needed to learn a little bit of like HTML in order to be able to like redesign your page and add pictures and little hearts Mm -hmm. and God knows what else you wanted to put on there. But who knows? Who knows? You know, all I can say is this, that the shit that happens in that show, while some people may think it's exaggerated, it happens. it happens. And I will tell you, I was probably 12 years old at my dentist with my mom and my little brother. And while she was in there with my little brother getting his teeth done and fixed and cavities, whatever, I was in the lobby talking to a man who I ended up hooking up with two weeks later. Okay. So it happens. 
You know, you can't dismiss this shit as someone's creative imagination and say that this is not something that our children should be exposed to. Yes, they motherfucking should, because this will serve as giving them a realistic idea of what could happen in their lives Mm -hmm. and what sometimes adults do to children Mm -hmm. and how you can learn how to maneuver around that and defend yourself when your parents or someone who's supposed to be looking after you is not there to do so. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, 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 that definitely, but definitely an eye opener. And by the way, I've never said that to anyone. <laughs> well, you yeah, said it to a lot of people just now. And you well, know, our two listeners, all, all right. four of us. No, right. <laughs> but, but it serves, you know. And for no, me, yeah. I'm forty fucking something years old at this point. I don't care what people think about what happened in my childhood and how fucked up I may be in the head or how I grew up or turned into. Or I don't give a shit about any of that. The reason why we all do this is to, one, talk about things that are important to us, talk about all the shit that happens to us, and in some small way, if what we say or our experiences and what we share on the show could help someone, um, then that's why we do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would also say one more thing, too. Like, when it comes to the gay community, like, I'm trying to think, like, so parents always assume something happened to their son or their daughter, right? Who touched you? Who touched (laughs) you? What happened to you? And I will tell you that just like you, I had my own experiences. I mean, I got fucking bungee corded to a goddamn tree at one point in my that sounds hot it was so hot and i did not like like i enjoyed it like they tied you with a bungee cord to a tree yeah okay i don't know if that was some sort of sexual uh... no i never again it happened one time but the thing is it's like if if you know your parents are like oh well that's why this is happening to you and that's why you're you feel these way this way i'm like honey i am now 34 i felt that way then i feel that way now i wanted that my, you know, and I would probably still let somebody bungee cord. If only I had a tushy back then. Oh my god, life! <laughs> yeah, I'd been like, give me one second, and yeah, then we can if, go to the if tree. Only, if only we had a tushy, a, a nice little small bulb, and some future method. Yeah. Let's go, baby. I'm ready. I'm pH balanced. <laughs> Let's go. No, I, I mean, I, I've told you about the mango trees, right? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, oh. best experiences of my life happened in Puerto Rico. That mango tree, now. Mm-hmm. They're Forget super it. thick trunks that you can't even see around that fucker. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's like running around the fucking equator. It takes you a while. I think it's important to say, like, you know, those experiences don't, you know, as a parent, if your child has experiences like that, it doesn't make them gay. But what you can do as a parent is have healthy conversations with your children and say. Mm. You know, if you are sexually active or if you are interested in this, there are safe ways to go about it. And there are safe spaces to enjoy that in. You know what I mean? So that you're not bungee corded to a tree. Which, by the way, she just admitted she wanted. Well, I mean, I wasn't thinking about it when it happened, but then it happened and it was fine and I enjoyed myself. But the, the, the fact is, like, I didn't have a conversation with my parents. So I literally was meeting this guy. And we were in a place in the woods and we hooked up, right? So, like, if I didn't have to do that, I wouldn't have been bungee corded to a tree. I could have been bungee corded to a bed or something. like uh, Or cuffed. Uh. Not, yeah, you never know. But that's the whole, the whole idea for me is us growing up, we really didn't have the option of sending that message, right? Right. right. Hey, I'm, but on the other hand, I know with me, I, like I hung out with a couple of people that I knew close 
And if I was going to do something, I was going to go meet up with someone. Hey, I'm meeting so-and-so here. Mm -hmm. But there were very few people and not everybody did that. I I recall on several locations, I would show up after the fact and be like, yo, you ain't going to believe this shit. Now I look back at it and I'm like, I could have gotten fucking killed if they got if they caught me. Like, yeah. or or you could have gotten Ted Bundy. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could have met someone that could have chopped you up into pieces yeah, and yeah. ate you. I and have, yeah, my, one froze of my you or one whatever. of my best friends growing up because uh, he was a little Don Juan. He was all five feet and change, little short, built like a like a bodybuilder because he was short, stocky like that. This guy could pull girls just by smiling at him. One day I'm I'm getting ready to go to school. I'm coming down out of my building now. He used to live on the first floor. I was on the fifth. As I'm coming out, I find him in the front steps of the building, and I'm like, "Yo, you good?" And he's look. He looks like he just saw a ghost. And I'm like, "Everything's good." And we're talking for a couple of minutes. He's like, "Nah, man, I hooked up with this girl I met last night. I spent the night at her house. Her father came home from work. She hid me in the closet, and that nigga put a shotgun through the door." And blasted the door open because he knew there was somebody in the house. Almost got killed. Holy shit. We were 16 at the time. You see your life flash. Yeah. Yeah, so this oh kid. And let me tell you, those shotguns, them 16 gauge <laughs> fucking shotguns with them. Them things throw pellets all over the yeah, place. Yeah. I know because my father, let me know, <laughs> blew my fucking uncle's uh, knees off. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is, you know, that, that shit, I mean, the kid could have been killed. Yeah. You know, and nobody would know what the hell happened, right? Because we didn't know where he was at, right? It wasn't uh, communication wasn't as easy, even though we had pay- beepers. beepers at the time. Why is this bitch calling me collect again? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You but, call, you dial nine one one, and then yeah. followed by the number, and you knew that you had to call that call number her right, right now. Away. Yeah, like go to a payphone, put that fucking quarter in there, and call me right now. And then you would call. I, like, who's he? Like, who's he gonna call from a closet? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like. That was scary. That was scary, yeah. Who's dying? But here's what I never understood about the whole pager situation. So you owned a pager, and you had to go dial a number to page someone to page you back, and then you have to to, 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 to go. So it's not like you can take the pager and say, page Pedro. You had to go to the payphone and page the person who had a pager. They had their own number. And then they get the pager, they get the beep from the phone number you're calling. Yeah, this is this is older than me. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, girl. And you had to pay like fifteen dollars a month for that yeah, shit. Yeah. Mm-mm. So here's here's the trick. This is what a lot of people in my old neighborhood used to do. Uh huh. So my wife at the time was I was her mistress. Um <laughs> You still are. The boyfriend's yeah. boyfriend had the a boyfriend's mistress. boyfriend or yeah. was a mistress. Was the mistress. I was fifteen, she was twenty one at the time when we met. Oh. So Robbing that cradle. Uh, I ain't complaining. <laughs> but uh, anywho, she used to live at 66 across the street. What from a me, number. And I was at, at 57. I was going to say, please don't say 69. <laughs> and I was I at 57. So whenever she would call me, the only way I knew it was her, she would t- the code she would use was 6657. Her address, my address. Okay. And I knew it was her and vice versa. So if anyone paged me and that code wasn't included, I didn't know who it was. Right. But I knew if it was her. Hmm. So and so a lot of people kind of picked up to that. So why don't we have a gay talk <laughs> pager? <laughs> uh, I don't even think pagers. They're probably they at still the exist. They still exist. Oh you gotta actually God. order them. 
Yeah, I've seen a, a couple of hospitals people. have them. Yeah, yeah. you see hospitals with beepers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but um, it, it was yeah, and then they updated them where you could send messages, yeah. and then they just moved up to cell phones and texting and all that good stuff. Right. But you know, the the cool thing about having a pager was if you were stuck somewhere, you could always yeah, even if it's a payphone, you could page somebody. Yeah. And they could call you at the pay, uh, the payphone. Right, right. My favorite, but, my favorite of all time, my favorite phone. We, oh, by the way, the we iPhones. just aged ourselves. I know. <laughs> yeah. there we, we carbon dated ourselves. Carbon. Yeah. Can I get Nasty. a carbon copy? Nasty. Right. Carbon. Oh my god! Speaking of that, but anyway, uh, my favorite phone ever that I had was the Motorola Razor. I loved my razor. That fucker folded in half and it was a little flip phone. Oh, yeah, it was those. beautiful in silver. They came in different colors, but I, I loved the silver one. That was my favorite phone ever. Camera <laughs> sucked. It was like a 1.5 megapixel camera. You took a picture and it was so pixelated. It looked like Picasso, like shat on a piece of paper. Mm. It was bad. It was yeah. bad. Um, but anyway, where were we going with this? You just said something. and No, I think we should just... Uh... Take a break. We'll take yeah. a break. <laughs> We've been rambling we for a while. Gone down a path that we need to turn back from. So we might as well just take a break. All right. Well, um, I think your suggestion is duly noted, and I think you're right. We should take a break. So we're gonna uh take a break. We'll I'm be right back. Go. We definitely need a uh, break. Um we need a break. So <laughs> we'll be right back. And uh, welcome back. Hope you didn't miss us too much, but we are back from our little break. And uh, we're moving on to the second half of the show. Um, I think we have one really significant story that I want to talk about today. Uh, And we touched a little bit about that um, in the first half when we were having a little banter back and forth. We were talking about First Amendment rights and people's rights to access to information and all of that good stuff. So I don't know about you, but aside from the little protest against Euphoria, which is the show that we were talking about on HBO earlier in the first half, there has been a lot of effort, especially in states like Texas, mostly Republican states, uh, in where they're trying to um, institute certain bans on books related to racism, critical race theory, um, LGBTQ plus issues, uh, or anything that doesn't go against the normal or what they would consider normal curriculum. And uh, it's interesting to me because, again, these things are happening in states uh, which are typically Republican run uh, where you would either have a Republican governor, um, you know, some 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 sort of um, iteration of this. Th- these laws are is happening in states like Virginia, for example, who just elected a Republican governor. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it really just goes to show you how, um, you know, conservatives and their religious bullshit are trying to drive the narrative and where these books that talk about, you know, um, LGBTQ plus experiences or experiences of people, uh, of black and brown people um, don't have a space in public schools. And so, you know, there have been a lot of there's been a lot of pushback, obviously, because we believe that it is our first amendment right to be able to one, not only have our right to an opinion uh, and to be able to 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 express express those freely, but also have access to information that expresses opinions in which not everyone's going to agree. And so in this particular story, uh, we have two students who actually school uh, 
who sued their school district because of banning LGBTQ plus books in, look at me, I'm touching my computer screen as if it's going to go up. Yeah. See, (laughs) ever since I got the iPad, I've been doing the same thing. So I get it. It fucking sucks. Um, So anyway, the American Civil Liberties Union or the ACLU, as it is known, of Missouri filed a lawsuit on Tuesday. Uh, for parents of two wet Wentzville school district students to prevent the removal of books about LGBTQ plus people, people of color, and other marginalized groups. It comes after the school district removed eight books from students' schools' libraries. Those books included The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, Fun Home, A Family Tri- Trigonomic Paperback by Allison Bachtel. All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson, Heavy, an American memoir by uh, Keith Lehman, Lawn Boy by Jonathan Evison, and Gabby, A Girl in in Pieces by Isabel uh, Quintero, Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari, and Invisible Girl by Lisa Jewell. All of these books are either talking about race, LGBTQ plus issues. And so the school district banned them. And you, you have to start to think, okay, how do we live in a society and where we can't access the information that we believe is factual for us, that applies to us, that teaches us about who we are and let the majority or other people control that narrative for us. And so I wanted to talk about the story and bring it up and see what you guys feel about that. So why don't we start with you, Jay? What are your thoughts on this? I think it's bullshit. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> there you go. Grab by the balls. <laughs> Grab them by the balls. I mean, again, being that I, you know, I've uh, I've worked in many many places, uh, uh-huh. and I've worked in the school system for. So She's many a productive years, so. member of society. Yeah. So you know, jack of many trades mm-hmm. and a master of none. Right. Uh, but um, you know, just allowing someone to be able to obtain that information. And again, you're looking at, you know, Republican candidates that are over 50, 60, and sometimes in well almost into their 80s and their values and their beliefs. Okay, I understand that this is their values and beliefs. We're no longer living in that era. Right. And, you know, so I kind of get the twofold from it, you know, because... Even though we don't agree with it, it's there is you know the candidates believes right. I, I'm not here to say that their yeah. their opinion is not valid. No, but you, know, but you, you are need entitled- to be able to be progressive and move forward with society. If right. you're if you're gonna if you're gonna be um, an elected official, you have to be able to provide for your constituents. The entire constituency. The, the entire constituents, not just the ones that go to your church. Right. It's my look on it, anyway. Right. Um, Having that information available is is definitely something worth having, especially for kids in school. They're still learning. They're still identifying. You know, like I've said before, you know, and I've mentioned it before, where my granddaughter has identified as lesbian. Right. So initially, she was like, "I think I'm bi," but now she's like, "Oh, I I just like girls." So it is what it is, and And it's it's a learning experience for them. Exactly, and and it may change. A week from now or three months from now. And that's whatever. Right. Yeah, that's her right. But if she wants to read up on it, I want her to have that availability. Right. Because sometimes, again, 
my age compared to hers, what my my views are on certain things aren't going to be the same thing that she sees. Right, because society she, changes. Yeah, so, you know, for me, is those books are written by people more or less within her age range mm-hmm. at some point, and I think she can identify with that, <laughs> and it'll help her grow right. and make further decisions. I think a lot of times people think because if, if you read that book, it's going to make you gay. What the fuck are you talking about? And, and right. that's what a lot, I think a lot of these older individuals are seeing or believing. That's like saying if you read history on the Nazis or Hitler, you're going to become Hitler. A neo-Nazi, that's so yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah. Like it, literally but so it's the fucking same, stupid. But it's the same take. Absolutely. Uh, you're absolutely right, right on that. Right. And, you know, for me, it's interesting, though. One of the most interesting things out of all of of what we've read so far um, about the story, the fact that it's coming out of Oklahoma, when you think about Oklahoma, it's neighboring Texas. I mean, you know, you get to Denton and drive an hour north and you're at the border of Oklahoma and then you're going through fucking cow fields that, you know. Smells nothing, but you smell nothing but methane until you get to like fucking Oklahoma City. But and, and I've done it, so this is why I know. Uh, I've taken that fucking drive. Um, but it's no fun, you know, being uh, in states that really just try to bring you down when you're just trying to live and let live. And the fact that Oklahoma and the ACLU of Oklahoma were the first to actually throw and start testing some of these pushbacks against some of these bands um, is interesting to me because you would think that, you know, this would come at a national level from someone like the ACLU and say, you know, no, no, we're not going to do this at the state level. It has to start somewhere, but let's just go, go big or go home. Well, I guess my question really is what is the threat here, right? So um, I did bring up Hitler, right? I brought up Nazis. So we think about what we learn in schools. We think about what is banned, what's not banned. And we're going to teach something from our history about a genocide on a population of people, right? But we're not going to teach our children about a whole group of people that live freely. In parentheses. Right. Freely in most of our states, right? Right. So... What are we actually saying? It's okay to talk about a genocide, but it's not okay to talk about the fact that there is a group of people that like the same sex. Right. Queer stories, gay rights, you know, um, black and brown people, their rights to exist and, and to, you know, live freely and be able to pursue, you know, happiness and success and all of that and own a home and be afforded all the all the civil rights that every other white person in this nation has. Right. But um, let, let's look at the history of this country too. You know, a, a lot of times even learning about Hitler and all the shit when I was going to school young at a younger age, all the genocide, all that shit was left out. It was very whitewashed. You know what I mean? Right. It was it was very, you know, ke- color-coded and very Mm -hmm. sweet and i shouldn't say sweet that's a bad word but it was never taught to us the way that when i went to college i was like holy fuck it was very fluffy yeah they fluffed it up they made it nice it was a bad thing all i knew it was a bad thing i mean it was was so happened yeah it it was so fluffed that i mean those that were trying or attempting to water down what it was that we really should have been teaching would have been great fluffers in porn on porn films Porn films absolutely seriously absolutely so and i think it's the same thing with this Uh, unfortunately Mm -hmm. it's kind of you're pushing to progress and be better they just don't want to teach it they think it's too hardcore you know yeah 
<clears throat> and then if if you're not whitewashing it right and making it very you know very straight and narrow and leave out all the important shit mm-hmm. because well, that's what they're asking for it's not worth them reading all right, and they I, don't want their kids reading mm-hmm. it that's that's the way i see it i hear that but i you know i i'm going to pivot a little bit here because i think now we have social media Yes. We have all of these kids that are constantly on the internet. I mean, I had fucking dial up at 16, right? Like, oh my God. It took forever You've to get. You've got mail. Yeah. One, exactly. <laughs> they, they have access to all this information already. If they right. want, if they want it, they can get it. So here's my thing. Why do we not provide it the correct way? Right. Why do we not provide students and the children that are growing up with the information that's actually factually correct so that they don't have to go find it on some weird site or find some semblance of the information that they're looking for wrong or, fucking information right. which is majority what pops up right and and at the same time we talk about it all the time you know growing up we want to see representation of who we are in our history books we right. want to see representation of who we are in any of the teachings that we you know go to school for so that yeah. we feel more comfortable with who we are right. in general so why why do we ban pieces of our history right. pieces that could be fictional or non-fictional doesn't matter but representative of who we are it's and, not and, and helpful. That, not to mention that a lot of these books are resources that are available in public schools. They're part of the public education system, which is very concerning to me as to why they're letting parents drive the narrative of what they don't want their children to learn. Mm-hmm. Bitch, this is a fucking public school. You don't like the curriculum. You don't like what your child can potentially be exposed to as far as uh, being able to learn and be a cultured individual. You pull them out of private school and send them to fucking private school. Pull them out of public and send them to private Yes, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Uh, interns yeah. back. Yeah. Oh, this bitch <laughs> cut her. No, but that, that's exactly what I meant. Pull them out of public school and send them to fucking private school because or Catholic school, or which yeah. is going to damage them even more. But good it's, luck. Yeah, seriously. So the whole thing is this: it's you can't take materials that are available to the public in a public school and say you don't agree with that, so they shouldn't be taught this. And school districts and those boards of, of people that are, let's say, the Board of Education should start being very, very um, restrictive as far as what they allow parents to request and be able to have access to do. Because in the end, those curriculums go through a very rigor- like rigorous like overview mm-hmm. of is this acceptable or is this isn't. And in the end... When they allow things to actually come into public libraries or public schools, um, they've already been reviewed. And so it takes out the element of having opinions decide whether or not something is worthy of being in a public space. Yeah. Right. And, you know, can you imagine being an artist and you have to sort of kind of go on the public opinion before you can put your art in gallery and even get a chance of having people who might want to see your pieces. Well, I mean, that's kind of how it is, but yes. Have an opportunity yeah. to review it Not in a public space. Not if you Bridgeport. <laughs> oh, in Bridgeport, anything goes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can go to the train station and just head on under one of those underpasses and 
get butthole fucked really good. Oh my god. There's no avocado or mango trees down there, but I'm sure I you can find a corner. Oh but, honey, there's plenty of stone. <laughs> but I mean, I think that this is like a no, a, let's go back to a, a great yeah. article because the reality yes, is. is like Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm feeling a slight regression right now. And I don't know it's be, if it's because that we have a democratic president or or whatnot. It's definitely pushback. Right. I mean, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Florida with the don't say gay bill. Right. Yeah. Now there are 15 other states right now right. that are proposing a similar bill. Now this bill is not just about not saying gay or having any LGBTQ plus representation within the curriculum or within the school. And that includes like supportive groups like a uh, gay Alliance or an LGBTQ group. That's just like, you know, in a public school meeting to better their conditions in school. This also extends to include the fact that if a child has been reported or came out as gay, trans, or whatever, that child has six weeks to come out to their family before the school is forced to tell them. That's horrible, because basically... You're, ba- you're basically so you're outing, outing kids someone. to their family. 100%. That is what this bill would do. And it's dangerous. Now, this is in Florida? This is in Florida, and now 15 you, other Florida, states, including Tennessee, Kansas, Indiana, <laughs> Oklahoma, all of these the Republican states, states? Ha- have proposed <laughs> bills that, that could potentially... That's ridiculous. I, I mean, yes, they are kids to a point, but they're entitled to their fucking privacy. That, 100%. That doesn't violate HIPAA? That that bill wouldn't violate HIPAA in a, in a well, sense? Well, being gay I mean, is not a medical condition. Well, right? not, so, uh, the, yeah, probably, the only uh, reason I could see and feel as though a, a, a school counselor would go to a parent about someone's sexual identity or their situation, right, is if they felt the child was in danger. Was in danger. Yeah. Right. Other than that, there should be no fucking discussion, period. By, by blank. embracing something like this, you're putting all of these children in danger, in danger, whether it be at home, personally, or on social media with bullying or whatnot. This type of legislation would literally... They're forcing a, a kids back. They're, they're forcing right. kids into the fucking closet. That's what they're doing. 100%. They're okay. forcing kids don't into the closet. Gay. Don't no. say gay because otherwise, I got to tell your mom Hide or yourself. dad. It's like don't ask, don't tell all yeah, over again. That's we bullshit. That that's shit, bullshit. You know, quite a while ago. And so it's basically like don't yeah. ask, don't tell for like <laughs> yeah. fucking kids yeah. in, in, in school. Yeah. And to me, it's sad because, you know. Repressive? It's it's it, it's ridiculous. It's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about, and again, we're speaking about kids that are in their teens whose hormones are all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Their emotions are unstable. I, I had I was a hot mess when I was a teen. My granddaughter's 12. I forgot what the fuck I told her like two weeks ago. It was, I was kind of joking with her, but she was in one of her moods. She went downstairs crying to her mom. Oh, grandpa's up. And I was like, I was just joking with her. Right. So just to imagine you're, you're in a household that appreciates you, loves you, and and we're you know how we are at home we're judgment free <laughs> you know imagine kids that have to go home to, to ultra religious super conservative super conservative parents and the school called <sighs> or sent a letter telling us that you are 
quote unquote identifying as this, that, or the other. 100%. It's crazy. I mean, even President Biden and, of course, Pete Buttigieg um, condemned the bill right. as hateful and dangerous. I mean, it literally is exactly what they're saying. It's hateful and dangerous. Right. And and from the beginning, so you remember when Biden first uh, came into office immediately, like within the first two or three days, one of the first things that he did, which uh, Jen Psaki, who's the press secretary at the White House, um, quickly announced and said was that the White House would immediately start fighting back against all of these trans bills that were popping up at the time, which were initiated by the previous asshole who used to be in the office. And, you know, you, you start to think and say, okay, so, so we know that the administration is on the side of the community and they have made that very clear. Joe Biden has always been very supportive of our community, even when he was vice president under um, Barack Obama. And I believe had a really big um, part in, in or a really, really big role in evolving Obama's views on same sex marriages. Right. Uh, which eventually came out at some point and said he was for and then we got marriage equality in 2015. Right. And then, you know, 20. 20, 2016 happened. It was was it 2016 when idiot got elected into office. And then 2020 Biden came in. Yes. Thank you. Um, so oh my God, I'm so old. Oh, time <laughs> flies. It's like, where the fuck did the last two years go? I don't even think 2020 happened. Like where the That's fuck did it go? It, it's like a whole fucking blur. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that we know that the current administration is in support uh, to fight against bills like this. And they have been very vocal about, um, you know, some of the things that they can do federally by mandating on a federal level, but there's nothing that they can do at local levels or state levels, unless our Congress steps up and passes the Equality Act. 100%. They need to do that. I mean, I think about I think about my counselor when I was in high school. She probably, for lack of a better term, saved me, right? right? I mean, there were times when I, you know, was really depressed and scared and uh, confused, and now they have these bills that would literally bar educators or anybody that's educating within a public school system to discuss anything regarding sexual orientation, transgenderism, gender identity, anything. And then that would also happen without permission from the parents. And they would also have to provide information to the parents if somebody says, I need to talk to somebody. Right. And I say, I need help. And, it, and in that aspect, even though it's shitty, you also have to think that we should also share that we have centers outside of the school system, right. such as the New Haven Gay Pride yeah, Center, of course. where we had X amount of kids that used to come in after school that identified in one way or another, and they got that support individually or within a group setting. And outside I, of the school system. And I agree with you, so, but at so the that same may, time, yeah, it if, you, sucks. If, if you're putting that type of pressure on a student, is that student then going to be afraid to seek <clears throat> resources outside, thinking, oh, what if the school finds out? Well, right. I, I, and I understand that, but you also got to put that out there because there are some educators that know that this may cause an issue at home, mm-hmm. and they should be able to find a way to provide some sort of support, even if they can't themselves while they can't within that, that's the school the system that's yeah. the danger the laws that they're trying to implement are literally saying 
you, if we find out that you're in school, I'm a teacher. Yeah. And this student's running around telling their their best friends, hey, um, I think I'm gay. Well, not even that. And what if somehow, they had, they went to a party and they kissed another boy and then a rumor spread and the teacher heard about it. Right. Yeah. It has to be yeah. reported. So yeah. this person has weeks to, on their own accord, come to their parents who may not be supportive, who could potentially beat them treat them wrong, kick them out of the house. If for you, for example, live in a state like Utah where parents could just discard you for being gay. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden you have to make a decision as to whether or not within a couple of weeks to go to your parents who could potentially harm you and tell them that you're gay or that you're a lesbian or that you Although were, you kissed like, a boy because you right. were curious. I mean, so <laughs> Katy Perry, nobody gives a shit. But again, my thing, my thing is, there are, I mean, there's a way around it if it becomes law. I mean, we've been doing it for years. Exactly. Right? right. I mean, it's it always happened. wasn't taught there's, when I was a kid. Exactly. It wasn't taught when you were a kid. Right. Now, you know, when we were in school, that wasn't discussed. It was always gay. Gay, gay sex was never discussed. It's but, always been that hetero. And then, and I remember working. <laughs> let me one tell you, word I remember, I remember in my textbook, homosexual. Yeah, that's about it. That's and it. there was nothing else really discussed. And then when they teach you, you sex education, they saw you, they show you pictures of people riddled in fucking syphilis and STDs. Here, take right. a condom. Yeah. Or you know how many kids? You know how many how many kids I had to walk out of a classroom because they were passing out watching these fucking videos. Yeah. It's non-realistic. You're showing kids pictures of probably hookers mm -hmm. that have gone uncared <laughs> for for years. I mean. I'm not knocking hookers. Sex work is but the first. Sex workers, you know, but yeah. but let's let's face the facts. The shit they're showing us or showing kids is is information that's backdated. Mm -hmm. But you nothing's know, fucking current. You're right. And then they're giving you all these pictures and all this bullshit. And they're like, you shouldn't have sex because you're probably you're gonna still, end up with this. Yeah, they probably still say that you if you get AIDS you die. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But it's, the the, it, re the reality is on top of all of that, as backwards, we have been talking not like nationally and internationally about bullying, right? And we've been talking about internet bullying, mm -hmm. bullying in schools, and what that means for kids, and what these legislators are doing, and what these schools could have to adopt. It's passing is, a bullying bill. That's Literally, basically what they're fucking doing. Absolutely. They are passing a bullying bill. These yeah. adults that are bitching about the fact that students shouldn't get bullied and should feel safe in a space that is where they should be learning and growing as individuals. They're literally, these adults are passing a bill to make their lives a living fucking hell. Well, and, and, I, and I always said, it doesn't, the laws don't fucking change and the bills don't fucking change until it hits home. Yeah. Until a legislator or a fucking senator are having to deal with this shit in their front fucking doorstep, it's a non-fucking issue. It doesn't yeah. concern them. Right. Right. It's 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 tough. It's tough to think about that. You know, this is the America that we are currently living in, even though it's 2022. And a lot of the shit we were still dealing with when it, we were, back, you know, going to school back in the 80s. So, I mean, for most of us, this bitch was born in 90 sometime. Right? No, I was born in 87. 87. Okay, well, oh, woof, three oh, years away. Whoopee. Oh, I said that on air. <laughs> oh, she's fine. Get she's my cane, bitch. Oh, Lord. I'm going to get you one of those fucking, like... What do you call those walkers where you have the handlebars? And My dad has one. Yeah. <laughs> you can even potentially lay your knee on it. Oh my God. So uh, well, it will assist you in the cock sucking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. 
all that said, I think, you know, the, the point of, you know, not making sure that we fight bills like this and, you know, make sure that our history is taught. It's, it's not just about, um, bullying or, or this or that, but it's about normalizing for everyone, including gay parents, like normalizing what it means to be a part of the LGBTQ plus community and also promote all of the amazing things that the community does and has done to get where we are. Right. And in such a short period of time. See, and that's another thing that we often forget that perspective. The fact that we have made really significant strides in such an extraordinarily short period. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you think about other, you know, like civil rights and things like that um, during the fifties the and sixties, it took a very, very long time. Um, and since 1969, once we had these Stonewall riots, that served as the the precipice for for sending us in a direction that just one win after another, we started significantly making changes in where our community was looked at and allowed to be um, in a way f- freer than they had ever been. And, you know, when you think about it, 1969 to 2015, um, that's a very short historically speaking, a very short period of time for us to gain marriage equality and have all of the rights that we currently have in place that are being attacked mm-hmm. to be retracted and, and and pushed back. And so, you know, stay the course, do the good work, get out there, be the activist that you need to be, fight against, you know, injustice because, um, you know, change comes. And sometimes we hit a bump, go back, but we still move forward, right? Mm-hmm. Time moves moves forward. You can never go back. Yeah, you know, I was actually I was listening to a book this week, and of course it, you are. I always do. But um, one of the central characters in the book was Jackie Kennedy, and um, obviously J.F. Kennedy's wife, right? Right. So um, she kept saying over and over in this book <laughs> that it's no longer her generation's America, right? Absolutely. It's our generation's America. Right. And I feel that today more than ever because even, I mean, not necessarily that generation. It's now, it's not the baby boomers anymore. It's our generation, right? right? And we have legislators from the baby boomer generation still trying to make decisions for our America. But. And I'm, I'm done. I, we're done. Stand but, up and talk. Say something. But. The scariest part of all of this, look at the Josh Harleys and all of these other very young individuals that are being put into Congress. The other idiot, the Taylor Green cunty bitch. Can't stand her. You know, um, she's the one that, that um, you know, was railing at another freaking senator for having a, a transgender flag outside of her office. Uh, and, you know, from Florida. Trust me. I mean, you mm-hmm. Those people from Florida who are representing Florida are just fucking idiots. Well, here's my thing. It's like, I feel like everybody is, everybody has a right to their opinion. Right. Everybody has a right to have a conversation, not necessarily attack, but have the conversation. But that said, it is our time to stand up and say something. And I think that there is more energy behind, you know, equal rights and, and, uh, you know, equality and, and all of that, then there is this, well, at least outside of the legislation, right? Legislative system. There are people that are ready and willing to stand up. I mean, we look at the women's March. We, we look at, you know, the whole Trump presidency in general and, and and like people, 
coming out and saying stuff and doing things about it. All I'm saying is that I think that we have, this is a moment where we can actually do something about something. Like this is our America. Let's do it. And you're seeing it. But, but I just, I think the point I was trying to make is that some of these newcomers, some of these like our generation, the senators and, and congressmen and women that are currently in the Senate and in the house scare the fuck out of me. The rhetoric is fucking toxic. And when you think about those that like, for example, on January 6th, uh, it's crazy that it's been over a year now, a year and a month or so, um, that you had some of these very young, young congressmen and women egging on and supporting what was happening outside um, with the potential takeover and the coup that they attempted to the take over our country. It's yep, scary. Yep, it's scary. We, we also have to keep in. I have my stint in, in <laughs> actually in high school. It's a long. It's a long story. I won't drag it. Eighty four years ago. Yeah, eighty four. We get it. When I was in high school, I, w- I was involved in politics for a while. Um, Where are you now? Yeah, <laughs> I was. Uh, yeah, so I, I attended a high school. With Were you four- the class queen? No, because <laughs> I mean, we said, we wouldn't more say like president. A, more like a class clown at the time. <laughs> Me but, too. Um, <laughs> That's not what you at, were at the, baby. At, at the time, I was I was class clown, and I dated. Our high school secretary. I was a but, class clown, but my fucking. I've never was dated. I never dated my age. Yeah. Not really date date. You know right. what I mean. But what I'm saying is, a lot of the times we're looking at politics, and a lot of these people that are coming into office now as senators and so on and so forth, it's a career thing for them. Right. Because I remember in high school getting involved into politics, and everybody that I was involved with was like, "Oh, you're excellent at this. You're, you're great. You should continue it as a career." You know, so a lot of people get get edged on to move into politics at a very young age. But public politics doesn't pay. No, it pays is the connections that you make and all the opportunities that happen outside of. Well, Senator, what's her name now? Uh, Nidia Velasquez. When I started in high school, she was just a a alderman in my in my district. Right. You know, she's moved up over the years. Had I followed through. I would have been one of her lackeys, right. quote unquote. Well, you can't do politics and now. Half no. the shit that we talked on no, the show disqualifies girl, you clearly. Girl, absolutely. <laughs> just just yeah. sexual history alone, they'll be like, no. Yeah, they dig deep. They dig deep. Absolutely. But just to say that a lot of these people that are in, in office now and have come into office that are within our age have been doing this for years. Yeah. Right. You know, and they're just following what they know right. and what yeah. they've learned. Right. And it, same thing with them. They're moving up and they're mentoring people to come up behind them. Right. So it's you know it's a, that mentorship program. Oh, you can't do this. That shit's disgusting. You know. So, yeah. but also it's important to say like even if you didn't vote for your represent, you know whoever is representing you or your county or what your state, whatever it doesn't matter. You they are representing you, so you can still say. Hey, I don't believe in this. Right. You have a voice and you, you have every right to stand up and say, no, this is not okay. Whether it's one person or a group of people, you can help make Absolutely. the change that needs to happen. Right. And Absolutely. it works. I mean, do you remember somewhere around, okay, let's see, it's 2018. I mean, Obama Ooh. didn't support gay marriage. Right. And eventually he got there. Right. But the, no, the thing was that the point, so you remember when they were trying to, again, I, I can't, I'm teen times. They tried to like freaking <laughs> overturn Obama. Uh, oh, let, let me not call it Obamacare. The Affordable Care Act. Obamacare. No, don't do that. 
I hate when they call it Obamacare because I feel like, you know, it's like they, it's his fault and it's his thing. And it's like, no, he just happens to be the president that signed the law, the, the law into well, existence. It, that's a good example. Into now, have you been to gas, to the gas stations and you see the Bernie Sanders stickers on the oh, gas pumps? Oh my God. I did that. Have you not seen them? No. Yeah. There's everywhere I go to a fucking gas station, they had stickers of Bernie Sanders pointing and it says, I did that. And they put it on the gas pumps. Under the prices. Under oh, the prices. Yes. Okay. I seen one. I, I see them everywhere I freaking go. It's the same concept. It's like, yeah, it's his fault. We're paying out the fucking ass for, for gasoline at this point. But right. But, you with, know, Obama, with Obama is the Obamacare bill, you right. know. I but the Affordable Care Act they tried yeah. umpteen many times to overturn that thing, uh, and had no replacement whatsoever for it. No idea of what was going to like come in, but it failed, and it failed because there was this movement at the time. It was called the Indivisible Movement that was actually empowering people with information on how to actively go and protest. And how to do it the right way, right? And so they were sending out all this information and people were actually showing up at their senator's office and, and you know, civil disobedience in in whatever capacity. And, you know, you had people who were um, challenged either, e- either because they were handicapped or whatever, literally rolling their wheelchairs into senators and congressmen and women's offices um, and just camping out there and being dragged out by police and that energy and that um, that enthusiasm behind getting their point across to their congressmen and women was able to actually prevent uh, the Affordable Care Act from being torn down or struck down. And the key person that ended up doing that right before he passed was John McCain when he gave the thumbs down on the floor of the Senate and said, I'm not going to give you this win, Mitch. We're going to keep it. And that was a very, very like crazy thing because nobody expected someone like John Mm -hmm. McCain to ever do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And saved millions of lives, even though he himself is no longer here. Well, I mean, if it weren't for the Affordable Care Act during COVID, I would have not had health insurance. Right. And so people like that and and people who are willing to go and reach out to their congressmen and women, even though they didn't vote for them or they're not part of your party, you have a right, like you said, to Mm -hmm. go and push for what you believe in and push hard and bring people with you because you are powerful in numbers. We are a nation of the people. Yeah. This is our America. Right. And... I happen to be gay. And so it's mine too. <laughs> uh, I'm a big old cocksucker. Yes, I know. Oh, God, we anyway, know, we know. Um, this has been a very amazing conversation. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of good breakdowns of story. Oh, the one story that we went with tonight and a very good banter on the first <laughs> half, including, you know, inflation and babies and, and penises and all that yeah. stuff. And RVs. So, and RVs <laughs> and places that, you know, you could have sex in. Mm-hmm. So, um, RVs? RVs, right. <laughs> so I want to thank you all for uh, joining us on today's episode. It's been absolutely incredible. But before we wrap it up, I'm also going to toss it off uh, over to the team here so that we can go over the usual as we close the show out. So, uh, Trish, are you ready for Mama Kim's Minute? Mm-hmm. Do I have to give you love? Thank you. All right, everybody, here's Mama Kim's Minute. Number one, child who talks about her moms sets off alarm in new ad opposing Florida bill. And yes, we are talking about the don't say gay bill. Number two, Pete Buttigieg's... 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 
Wow. Love letter to Chastin one Valentine's Day. Number three, gay dads adopt six siblings, celebrate three years as one big happy family. That's awesome and beautiful. Well, let me tell you, I know... I know uh, gay dads that live here in the state that have adopted five out of nine siblings. I mean, I think I want a kid, but like six. Yeah, no. They weren't planning on, they wanted one, maybe two, and it just. They're not like puppies, though. I'm no, sorry. No, no but you know what? They no. were able to. and Don't do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's she amazing. Was not. It's amazing. So definitely kudos to them. I can't see shit today. All right, Mr. Sister or your, your boyfriend's boyfriend, your boyfriend's boyfriend here. Okay. Our our next segment, So our day in gay history. Good try. Try it again. (laughs) On this day in gay history. I told you I left my glasses, girl. (laughs) Do you want mine here? (laughs) Let me see if these work. Cause I'm fine as a fucking Oh, I don't look like like that anymore. Oh shit, these work. Oh, look at that. Woohoo. Right, We're so blind the, together. Yeah. First recorded police raid on gay bathhouses in the U.S. In 1903, here Holy in the good shit. old U.S. of A., New York police raid the Ariston Hotel Baths, which had been in operation since nine, uh, no, 1897, and arrested 26 men. Six undercover policemen spent several hours sucking dick or serving activity... <laughs> Oh my god, I love <laughs> Inside, it. while many more waited outside to suck some more dick. Twelve I was gonna men. Say, is that what the description actually says? No. I'm looking for the word dick, and I'm like, I don't see it. <laughs> you know, they had to play the part. Oh Lord, have mercy. Twelve men were tired. Were tried. So the cops were sucking dick. Most likely. How else are they gonna get into the bathroom? They were observing. Yeah, on their observing. knees. Observing. Yep. 12 men were tried on sodomy charges. Seven received sentences ranging from four to 20 years in fucking prison. Oh, that's crazy. For for a little anal play. So oh. six cops went in. In 1903. And three to four of those cops were probably tried as well. Most likely. <laughs> that's Holy fucking crazy. That's a lot. Now that I read it, that's a lot. That's a heavy fucking sentence just for a little game oh well yo i just see i just seen a tweet that might be a game changer for a lot of low-income families with an opportunity that can change their lives so occupied democrats has now published breaking news that in a historic first yale university announced today that its elite law school will now be tuition free for all its low-income students so that they don't have to take a massive student debt over or even pass on the opportunity after being accepted. That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, they probably just got a massive donation. I don't. I don't care what it is. But can you imagine now? Like I live here in West. They Haven. got a massive donation last year. I have. I got a massive donation. Well, no. I mean, the Yale School of Drama got a huge donation, <clears throat> and it made the School of Drama free for everybody. Right. Yes. But this is the Yale School of Law, and so. This is huge for people that live in this area who are low income. Not who could just be, this area, everywhere. Right. Uh, but who could potentially now go to a, an Ivy League school um, because that name carries weight, right? Yeah. You went to Yale. You are better chances of getting the job over the next schmuck that you know went to a community college. It's okay. just a fact Look, I went life. to a state school. I'm doing fine. Right. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. But Springfield. am I wrong? For no, you're not wrong. No, so. no, absolutely. Yeah, no. I mean, having you, you gotta, you gotta 
having Yale in your fucking resume. I know. I know. Yale's in my backyard, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Yale and your resume, even if you fucking studied liberal arts, right. it's fucking Yale. Yeah, you know? no, it I carries know. weight. So absolutely, right. that's that's a big plus. That's awesome. I I just saw the tweet come through. I know we were on uh, in on this day in gay history. We're still talking about penises and and all that good stuff. Did they have knee pads in nineteen oh three? Probably. I just don't know. Because <laughs> that that would be one hell of a slippery slope on your knees in a bathhouse on a wet floor trying to like suck a penis. Towels, towels. You're in a huh. bathhouse. You use towels, not knee pads. I need oh something god. cushiony. cushiony. Anyway, <laughs> oh my god. I need a fucking memory mattress in order to get down on my knees nowadays with these freaking things. I'm sorry, Trish. All right, well, ladies and gents, an adjustable bed. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, joining us on today's show. If you love our show, make sure that you go uh, subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as our episodes are published. You can also support us on Patreon, which allows you, our supporters, to support the show with a monetary donation, which we collect monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. And speaking of Patreon, I would also like to congratulate and welcome our newest patron, John Gagliardi, uh, for joining our Patreon team. Thank you for your support. Thank you, John. Along with all of the other individuals, uh, because that those funds help us manage the costs behind producing a show like this. So thank you all. Um, Trish or... I guess it would be Jeff? me. Next week... Next we welcome in. who the hell knows. Yeah. Trish needs to get on the ball. But I actually have some suggestions for you. So we'll talk after the show. All right. She so better, so we might better. have a guest. <laughs> we, we may. Might. We may. Right. We're also working we have on a some, couple of things. You know, couple of things that yeah. um, I, we had a low-key conversation on uh, regarding artists, local artists. So that Absolutely. might be I have, something potentially that we're going to start yeah, looking into. I have a couple of people. That are, oh, I have a friend that's in New York. That does some awesome stuff that we need to probably get in touch with him and and see he does a lot of uh consulting uh self sexual uh satisfaction mm. and healing and he does a Is lot of classes no he's well somewhere along those lines but it's uh yeah does he have a beautiful he, penis i don't know uh. i guess we'll find out why he's in studio <laughs> Yeah. You won't get to see that. <laughs> oh my God, give me some love. Uh, yeah, and <sighs> and um, Tony, who we both know, um, actually did something for Yale recently um, during Black History Month. Nice. Well, I would we like can to certainly... try and get him on and maybe have him put him in the spot. Yeah. Have him talk let's, a let's bit. put him. Let's put him in this chair. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think all... Tony would be nice. I like him. Um, you know, he's been a friend of ours for many years, and he's very personable. Really good. Does really good stuff. He yeah. can sing his butt off as well. Yeah. Um, he's been he's been to uh, uh, America's America's Got Talent. I think it was one of those. One of those two. Can't remember which one it was. Yeah, and he's easy on the eyes. He's yummy. He's he's cute. He's a little bonbon. He's my BFF. Yeah. I, I'm I'm biased about. His I don't looks. know who you're talking about. Well, <laughs> You'll know once we tell you. <laughs> but anywho, oh Lord have mercy. Uh, Tom, over to you. <laughs> no, over to tr- oh wait, it's my yeah. turn. Okay, all right. Well, now uh, here's Nick with a weekly reminder for all of you bottoms out there who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future methods. So I'm gonna give this bitch some love and go. Thank you. 
All right, everybody, get the future method today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. All right. Plus, they have a lot of other options besides just a bum cleanser, right? They got a bum scrub. (laughs) They got... The soothing the, cream, the, pills, the, pills. the probiotics. Yeah. Uh-huh. They got it all. A lot of good options. There's a lot. FutureMethod.com. <laughs> and as always, it is time to put a ring on it. And our show is available on our website, GayTalk20.com, under pod audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. I our, still get a kick out of how he says podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. All right. You can that's, find that's us. That's the reeking in me. <laughs> you can find us on social media Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0, Twitter at Gay Talk 20. You can email us at Gay Talk 2.0 at GayTalk20.com. Tom. Give it a try. All right. And uh, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the Contact Us tab. It's located yeah, on the top, somewhere up there. You can leave comments, suggest topics, submit a question for the cast or an individual host. Any of these two bitches. Because Chris is MIA. He's still in school. And uh, or, you know, you can just call us and leave us your question uh, via voice message. We'll answer it for you on the show. The phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. Or if you need the numerical digits... They are 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can access that live stream on digitalstreamradio.com. With that, ladies and gents, that is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more Dish.